I have never shed a tear While around me nothing stands I would finally cry again If I could weep in Antonia's hands Working hands, powerful hands Loving hands Working hands, beautiful hands Loving hands I have never loosed a sob Nor wailed over failed romance I would finally cry again If I could weep in Antonia's hands Working hands, powerful hands, loving hands Working hands, beautiful hands, loving hands We are just stumbling through the dark While we blindly swing our arms safe from all harm I would gladly take my rest relinquish all demands and I would finally cry again if I could weep in Antonia's hands working hands powerful hands loving hands Working hands, beautiful hands, loving hands. Working hands, powerful hands, loving hands. Working hands, beautiful hands, loving hands. Welcome to the Weekly Review. Uh, this is Roman. You're listening to Mutiny Radio. Uh, that was just J.D. Buell with Antonia's Hands. I uh, want to uh, say thank you to J.D. Buell. J.D. Uh, passed away this uh, past week. J.D. hosted the show Morning Train that was on Fridays from 10 a.m. to noon and played a lot of great music. And J.D. was a great part of the community here. He's a musician. He was very active in his church community and I had the privilege of meeting a lot of his friends and family this past week, and um, just grateful to have met him and that he was here in this world, and we'll be playing some music from him today on the show. And we're gonna get right into conversation because there is a lot to talk about. There always is. I usually give a trigger warning before the show because we will be talking about current events and life is a, is a trigger, knowing what's happening and Yeah, sometimes I get uh, frustrated and upset, and it usually takes a while within the show, but it's, I kind of woke up upset this morning, to be honest. So we're going to be talking about quite a bit here, and I have the um, pleasure to be joined by uh, Christina D'Eduardo. Christina, thank you so much for being here. Roman, thank you for having me, Roman, thank you for having me on the show. Yes. 
And good afternoon, San Francisco. Oh, yeah, good afternoon. So there's a lot happening. I think the thing that's on a lot of folks' minds is the, the upcoming rallies on the 26th and 27th here in the Bay Area that the, the fascists have organized and how best can we can to prevent it from happening and also how to confront them. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's a great. I think a great place. I think a great place to begin is exactly with that freshest fish, because I, while there's certainly a lot of efforts going on right now to get the permit, which apparently has been tentatively issued by the Park Service, the National Park Service, revoked or modified, mm-hmm. I think the most prudent thing to do is to plan on the assumption that it will not be, just yeah. so that we are ready with our response. Yeah. And how? I mean, what does that? And, I mean, folks have set up a lot. I mean, there's, there's things happening in Berkeley, which is one thing, and then the things happening at Christie Field, which is another. And Christie Field, which is federal land, which is, I think, a, an important distinction for folks to recognize, which means that people can bring concealed guns. To some degree. I mean, yeah. what they can do, Roman, they, have, they still have to be in compliance with, with state law on the issue. So in other words, if you have a concealed carry permit from somewhere else, if, if California doesn't recognize it, that doesn't give you the right to bring... Mm-hmm. a concealed firearm onto, onto Chrissy Field. Also, California essentially criminalized open carry a few years ago. Okay. And then there's different sets of penalties for if the, the open carried gun is loaded versus whether it's unloaded and so on and so oh, forth. So all of those things could lead to some serious complications, I think. I mean, not to hand out legal advice despite being a criminal defense attorney, but yes. if, if I were, you know, God forbid... The attorney for the fash. <laughs> that, that's a scary position. Whoever has that 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 role, it wouldn't be something I would advise them to do. Right. I think it's it's the, this is this is not going to be like Charlottesville, mm-hmm. where there were state laws that made it very explicit and very clear. They were on state law, and they could bring I see. firearms. Okay. In California, it's a bit more complicated. And I think too we should, and you're right. We should. We, it is important for us to distinguish that there's the San Francisco event on the 26th at Christie Field and mm-hmm. federal on federal land, and then there's the Berkeley event the next day, which is going to be back at our usual place of contesting, which would be Civic Center Park, Martin yeah. Luther King Park. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I read today that the Oath Keepers said that they were going to come to Christie Field. So how does that bode for, I mean... Um, I think it doesn't really change anything. I yeah. think, I mean, I've they, they were at the second and third battles of Berkeley against the anti-fascist forces. Yeah. They're essentially fascists with body armor fetish. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that they're not... <laughs> they're no more or less dangerous than the rest of them. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that they say they're going to be there or they show up or not, it's just look for a bunch of very large white men with body armor. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's about it, you know. That's, Got it. Uh, yeah. But, you know, they're not, they're not, none of these guys are supervillains. And they are yeah. beatable. Because, as shown by the mm-hmm. fact that anti-fascist forces cleared them out of Berkeley three times out of three so far this year. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate um, I, that perspective, because I come from a very, definitely like anxious, worrisome, um, Fear and I've and I wasn't and I was in Berkeley for a couple of these events mm-hmm. and it's I think it's hard to find a way to recognize what's happening and then also not let one's emotions take over or get it to the place where it leads one to inaction 
or to, to figure out to the point where one can't be helpful at all. And, and of course, there's a lot of ways when one can help. Even if you don't go there in person, you could watch someone's kids who's going. You can provide jail support if needed. There's a lot of ways you can help out. Oh, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's, and, it's not a binary thing of yeah. either, you know, you're either on the line with folks, which for a lot of folks, I realized, you know, in my own case, me being able to do that is an act of my own privilege. Yes. Right, because yeah. even though... Even though I'm a trans woman, I'm a white trans woman. Mm-hmm. So I have more privilege in that area. It's less likely that something really bad is going to happen to me if if I'm arrested. If that's less likely, the cops are going to use ordinance on me yes. than other folks. Yes. So what I take with that—that's not privilege I asked for. But it feels like what I need to do is then say because I have more space to do this, mm-hmm. I can use that privilege to support and work with and alongside those who have less privilege. Yes. Yeah. So that's some of why I'm out there. I mean, this is not something that, um, my first one of these was the action to opposing Milo. And that mm-hmm. was the first time I'd ever been to something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true. I think of a lot of the folks who show there are more experienced veterans, but a lot of folks I think are coming out for the first time and then realizing that they're capable of doing some pretty amazing things Mm -hmm. that I know I think I could, if you had told me a year ago that I'd take a weapon off of a Nazi skin who was beating somebody with it, I would have said you were smoking controlled substances and it happened. Wow. And that was, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I'm making it sound more eloquent than it was. He was, the guy had gotten, um, the staff flagpole uh-huh. and was beating one of our guys with it and so I just grabbed the staff mm-hmm. and then the guy just started kicking me in the shins which really wasn't doing anything useful but ultimately our guy on the ground gets away yes you know staff the flag gets back in the friendly hands mm-hmm. then the staff breaks and I realize I'm now holding a very sharp stick oh. which seemed like a felony waiting to happen so yeah. I got back to our lines drop off stick and then and then this is of course where it gets silly because then you know one of the black block guys, you know, pats me on the back and says, nice job. And all I could think of is, senpai has noticed me. <laughs> but, uh, so, so it was fine. I mean, yeah. but that was, that's a small thing, you know. I've, but I've, yeah, I've, I've been sprayed twice by them. Um, those are about the, the three big things that have happened. Yeah. But, and I'm a lawyer, right? I'm not somebody who's into this all the time. Yeah. But I do it because I feel like it's necessary. And yes. that I feel that if we don't, stand up to the fash either through direct action or in support of those doing direct action yes then we're abandoning the field to them yeah i i agree with that and it'd be nice to get more folks and it's hard because i mean i myself you know feel as i mentioned before definitely fearful like that's just like the emotion that's coming up the most for me is is fear it's rational and (laughs) yeah it's not that you need my approval but but it's rational and then also recognizing my own privilege in that too where like i and it's, and then I'm also wondering where everyone else is. Like, where are the other people? Because especially going to in some of these events in Berkeley, you know, seeing POC, seeing you know queer and trans folks out there fighting, um, protecting protecting us against them, mm-hmm. and then you know the able-bodied cis white folks don't have a clue. It seems a lot of the time, or they don't show up. Well, yeah, and it's unfortunate. I think it's yeah. a nature. It's that nature of privilege again. Yeah, you know where. And that's where, you know, sadly, I know we're seeing some of those discussions even within the queer community about yeah. how best to respond. Yes. And my own view on that is I think, you know, definitely if 
one isn't able or doesn't feel comfortable, which is entirely right. appropriate. Right, I right. would much rather if someone doesn't feel comfortable that they do some of the support activities that you talked about, yes. whether it's jail support, whether it's maintain, watching people's kids. Yes. Or, yeah. There's always a need for Medic. street medics. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Medics, medics. Medics, medics, medics yes. are always a good thing to have. But that's one thing. Uh, that's a very important thing. But I think we shouldn't fool ourselves that having a counter protest on a different day or in a different location and this idea to try to, quote, draw away media attention is doing anything. Yeah. Effectively, all that's doing is saying, I want to have a party. Mm. Mm. And parties are good things. I like going to parties. Yeah. But I'm not going to confuse that with saying to a group of Nazi, literal Nazis, white supremacists, yeah. bigots, transphobes, and other deplorable folk that say, we want to come into your community. We're going to claim this space and we're going to hurt people. Yeah. The only way to stop them from doing that is to show up and say, no, you're not. Yeah. Having a part a dance off in the Castro while these guys are raising hell on Chrissy Field does less than zero. Yeah, I would say it's almost worse in a way. Yes, because it's it's essentially advertising to the fash. We're scared, mm. and it's not accurate because San Francisco is not scared. Mm-hmm. We're not a scaredy we're not a scaredy cat kind of town, mm-hmm. and. I think, you know, that's certainly true in Berkeley, too. You know, yeah. I mean, it, is, oh, yeah. it says a lot that even though, once again, as they didn't have for the second and third battles of Berkeley, mm-hmm. uh, the FASH did don't bother to get a permit. Mm-hmm. They're in violation of the Berkeley Municipal Code for doing this. If you have more than 100 people at Civic Center Park, yeah. you're supposed to get a permit. And failure to do that is a misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. Um and what is the city of Berkeley doing? They're telling, well, everybody stay away. We've got contingency plans. And, I, and as I tweeted at them earlier this week, I said, have you thought about perhaps enforcing your own municipal code? Mm-hmm. Here's the citation. Yeah. Rather than just surrender. Yeah. And I've not seen a public response to that. And mm-hmm. I, because I kind of know what they were intending on doing. Last time, the BPD either you know <sighs> delicate yeah Ugh. yeah we we know what the bpd is did the last two times we know yeah. what they're likely to do this time mm-hmm. which is they're going to assist the fash yep and you know that's not a great thing i'm not a berkeley taxpayer so perhaps i don't get a say on that but i know if i were a berkeley taxpayer i'd want to know why my hard-earned money was going to support a mayor that apparently has no problems letting armed groups of bigots occupy a prime spot of green space without a permit in mm-hmm. the city yeah and having the police assist them mm-hmm. as those bigots do harm and threaten to do harm to others yes that would be i think a good question for residents of berkeley to ask their elected officials yeah this is going on yeah hint hint <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i mean i think for many of us who've been like aware of just how the systems that are in place and also how police work and the origins of police right. for a long time, it's that's why this is so troubling. And it's also frustrating for folks who are now, and I, I get that we want to meet people where they're at and at the same time, it just feels deeply frustrating now that people are just now beginning to wake up or now beginning to realize that there's a problem and or that the police that some people believe are going to protect them will not do that. Right. And it may very well be that in the longer term, this sort of realization, as painful as it is in the moment, mm-hmm. 
ends up being beneficial mm -hmm. because I think when as more I know this has been true in my own life you know the more and more that I realize okay I don't look to a government agency for my security mm -hmm. because I think that they're more than likely to be hostile yes I look to myself I look to my comrades yes and you know as I've explained to some folks who haven't been to actions I said you know it's a, it's something that I wouldn't quite believe that it works until I saw it in action. Yeah. Because I've seen, I mean, I've gotten help from street medics who I'll, I won't know them, their identities ever. Mm hmm You know, that guy that was on the ground getting pounded, I don't, I'll never know who he was. Mm hmm So but people will extend themselves yeah. for their comrades and not for a thank you, not for anything. Right. We'll never know who these people are. Yeah. Right? And because of the work needs doing. And yeah. that's the difference. You know, that's the difference to me, I think, between direct action where we are an anonymous mob, not, I shouldn't say a mob, but an anonymous large group of people. Yes. Because it's not about individual gratification or mm -hmm. individual glorification. It's about getting the work done. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, my mind is going in a lot of different oh, sure. uh, directions. And... I still keep on thinking about the the folks, whether it's some of the politicians or the Southern Poverty Law Center encouraging people not to go to Christie Field. That's where my mind is kind of circling back to. We should talk about that. I think, yeah. I think we should. And it's concerning. I mean, SPLC, I'll start off by saying, you know, they have done some very valuable things by serving as a database and tracking some yeah. of these hate groups. but. Again, I think this is a lot of their problem of centrist. You know, they have the same disease of centrist. They suffer from the same centrism disease the yes. ACLU does. Yes, yes. Which is, they'll also tend to see think groups like look a little askance at Black Lives Matter, look a little askance at Earth, at Earth First, mm -hmm. and not really see the distinctions yeah. between a group that is organized for self-defense yeah. versus a group that says, hey, we're going to come into your city. Yeah. We're going to literally murder residents of your city as the Nazis did with Heather Heyer. Yeah. Or one particular alleged Nazi mm -hmm. with Nazi stuff all over his Facebook page. Because yeah. we can't, you know, we wouldn't possibly want to injure his horrible reputation, would we? Brock but Turner. yeah, exactly. About that whole yeah. thing, too, with just instead of looking at systemically what it is, it's this one individual. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, you know, that one individual couldn't have acted without all these other people. Yeah. And I'm not sure if SPLC is thinking, well, this will prevent people from getting hurt, so this yeah. is what we're going to offer. But what they're really advocating is a course of action that will result in far more people getting hurt because mm. the more the fascists can march, the mm -hmm. more they organize. And we know that, right? Yes. I mean, where they're resisted, they back off. Yeah. You know, it's the old quote that's uh, been bouncing around and I think it's it's not entirely clear that Lenin ever said this but and I think it's often a misattributed quote but push out a bayonet if it strikes fat push deeper mm -hmm. if it strikes iron pull back for another day and whoever initially said it <laughs> yeah. the point is still valid right this is the way the fascists are looking at things mm -hmm. if they encounter resistance they back off yeah if they don't hmm and so that's where I think just showing up is itself the victory. Yeah. It's saying you will not be unopposed. Yes. You will not be, this will, this will not go unremarked. Yeah. We will not let you do this. Yeah. Without interference. Mm-hmm. 
And again, you know, part of the really disgraceful thing, I think, is, you know, you know I remember, like, I think probably you too and a lot of our folks out here in the Bay Area spent the last, you know, most of Friday and Friday night and Saturday morning glued to Twitter and just watching these things come oh, in. Yeah. And yeah. the really disgraceful part is that you had, you know, not only the ACLU of Virginia suing to get the get the event moved mm-hmm. back to Emancipation Park, which mm-hmm. means someplace where there was no permit, where the city said this cannot be safe, but yeah. because they prioritized the, the quote-unquote free speech rights of Nazis yeah. to parade around a statue of General Lee yeah. than they did over public safety. Mm-hmm. And that's what directly led to Heather Heyer's murder, mm-hmm. because they were the park had just been cleared by anti-fascist forces. The place where she was hit is a few blocks away. Mm-hmm. Had this been somewhere else? On the other part, the McIntyre Park at the other end of town is about a mile away. Mm-hmm. She might still very well be alive. I contend she would be alive. And mm-hmm. so her blood is on the ICLU's hands. And I mm-hmm. think if people were to listen to what the SPLC is recommending mm-hmm. and to do these protests somewhere else, yeah. blood's going to end up being on their hands too. Because, you know, ignoring the, ignoring the fash, I think, is, works about as well as ignoring a diagnosis for a cancerous tumor yeah eventually the tumor has to be cut out yeah or it kills the host yeah and ignoring them is what got what allowed Donald trump to seize power yeah yeah absolutely <sighs> yeah but you know there are bright moments too when you think about it mm. i mean Maybe this is a good place to revive for hope for both of us and yeah. for everyone who's listening, right? Yeah. Because think about this. We're now at month eight. Uh-huh. <laughs> how many de- how many high-level deplorables have been forced out of office? A hell of a Through, lot. Yeah. Right. The only thing, literally the only measure that he's gotten through that was a other... He's done some real damage to the EPA, and that's going to be another issue. I know mm-hmm. my, my sister's... That's her area of of, exp- mm-hmm. of expertise and of advocacy, and she could talk a lot better about that than I could. A lot more informed, on a more, much more informed level about that than I could. But the only thing, and it's disgraceful that this has gotten through, but it was only due to the U.S. Supreme Court that has gotten through it all, is the Muslim ban. Mm. Everything else, he's been stopped. Mm-hmm. What about with the, the deportations by ICE? And that was something that, yeah, and that, and that's another yeah. good point. I mean, that is continuing, and but I think you are seeing. It's ironic, though, right? Because although Trump is arresting more people, mm-hmm. his deportation levels are still below Obama's. Huh. Which is interesting. Did not know that. Yeah, I think part of the thing is is because there's become, and this is the really unpleasant part about this is well, there's a lot of unpleasant parts, <laughs> yeah, and disgusting parts about this, but. One thing that they are doing is now starting to go into areas that were they hadn't previously, like courts. Mm-hmm. And I know our chief justice in California, to her credit, had said, look, I really want you to stop doing this. These people are here under subpoena. Yeah. And in some cases, ICE is literally slapping cuffs on domestic violence survivors who are mm-hmm. there to testify against yeah. the guy who beat them up. Yeah, yeah. And ICE says, well, it's, it's safer for us to arrest people in courthouses because nobody has guns but us. Uh-huh. Now... Of course, the, the easy solution to this, in my mind, if I were chief judge, uh, would be to essentially issue a, an order that 
unless you're a California peace officer and you don't get to bring guns into the courthouse. Yeah. And you don't get to arrest anyone. Yes. And that's that. Mm hmm. You know? And, you know, and when ICE tried to, to disobey that as they would, start holding them in contempt. Yeah. Now, that create a, would create a hell of a mess. Mm-hmm. I agree. But sometimes a hell of a, way, a hell of a mess is what's needed. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I mean, our immigration system has been so, for want of a better term, beyond fucked up. Yeah. For decades. Yeah. And it's something that is going to require a lot of work. And it also, I think, and it is the kind of thing where, sadly... The Democratic Party is not always much better on this than the Republicans because they're they're just happy to listen to the same nativist prejudice yeah. as the Republicans are. Mm-hmm. Really, what's required is to say, you know, that's why I say things like, you know, no bands, no walls, and yeah. mean it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, but and that is something that I think we are going to have to address. Mm-hmm. I but I again, I think that's one of those problems that unfortunately is not going to be resolved until the current regime is out of power. Yeah. Which leads me to another question, and we can mm-hmm. definitely bounce around a lot. Sure. How do we get the current regime out of power? Sure. I mean, my idea is just a lot of people in the streets shutting down business as usual. Um, then how do how do we go about doing that, I guess? Agree, agreed. <laughs> yes, she said. Yes, yes. No, I mean, I think the J20 protesters had it right when they, with their slogan, become ungov- make America ungovernable and yeah. be ungovernable. And I think it's important to look back, even like in a San Francisco contra- context, look at the big strike mm-hmm. in the 1930s, right, when the internet, when the waterfront, the um, waterfront workers union was getting oh. organized. And that started out as they said, okay, what we're going to do is we're shutting down the waterfront. And then everybody else went out in sympathy with them mm-hmm. to the point where the city had essentially lost authority out of the, over the downtown area. I think yeah. there was a... And there was mass overreaction from both the state and the mayor. At the time it was Mayor Rossi who was, you know, actually put out a call to the governor claiming it was red revolution in the state. Oh, San if only. <laughs> yeah. That's the so thing. The, yeah, yeah. 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 So the National Guard got called <laughs> out. They shot some people. I mean, it's, it's, uh. it's, it's weird to be down at the Embarcadero today and oh, realize yes. Yes. all this is where this happened. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, ultimately, Harry Bridges and his union won mm-hmm. recognition and ultimately they they got the job done. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, while unions do not have as much power economically as they once did, they still have a lot in some very key areas. Mm-hmm. Ports are a great example. Mm-hmm. Most of the goods that have come into the United States for the Christmas shopping season come in through a very short period of time. Usually it's the latter, by the end of, end of September, mm-hmm. beginning, you know, kind of really maybe the end of this month too. And thanks to just-in-time manufacturing, if ports close during that period, that mm-hmm. leads to incredible cascading disruption down the line. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the kind of thing where we would love our brothers, sisters, and kindred and organized labor to come to the table with us. They yes. shouldn't be on El Duce's committees on labor. Yeah. They need to work with us. Yes. Because yeah. they know the best ways to shut their industry down. Mm-hmm. Every industry has choke points. Yes. I mean, as a criminal defense attorney, if I... If I wanted to with my colleagues, there are things we could do to really slow things down. Mm-hmm. And they would be entirely appropriate and legal. Mm-hmm. And it would just be we just generally don't do them because it's often it's not in the interest of the client or yeah. it's not in the interest in the, keeping the system running and the client benefits if the system runs. Yes. 
if that ever changes, then there are ways to shut the courts down that don't involve picketing, that just procedural maneuvers. Mm -hmm. I think that there are also ways that I would say that I would submit that that's true in almost any industry, whether it's being a longshore person, whether it's tech. Mm -hmm. That's not something that those of us who aren't in those industries are necessarily aware of, but I'm pretty sure those who are in the industries know where they are. Mm-hmm. And that's where we need some of that. And I think the more that the more that American economic activity is brought to a halt, or at least slowed down considerably, yeah. the greater the pressure is on those who are benefiting from the regime. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, they're cis white straight people. They don't know any people of color or don't care about them. They don't know any queers. They don't have any trans people in their family. They've never met a Muslim or don't really care if they do. Mm-hmm. To them, they may be saying, well, this is good for business. Mm. We could pound on them all day long about how you're supporting an immoral, true, yes. disgusting, true, yes. bigoted, racist, tyrant, all true. Mm-hmm. It will be a complete null program. If they're, own, they're only point that they care about is what's good for their pocketbook. Economics. Right. Yeah. When it's bad for their pocketbook, though, we have their attention. They have to, yeah. They have to pay right. attention to that. Right. Which has been interesting with uh, some of the Nazis being fired from their, their jobs. And, right. I mean, that's one way of... Naming you know. and shaming works. Yeah. And I think, too, you know, it's interesting when people say, oh, well, that's just, you know, not cricket or not fair. I said... I can tell, I, usually my response on this, often on Twitter, is, yeah. okay, clearly you've never been to a demonstration. Yes. Because there's a very well-organized effort by the FASH to document everybody yep. who's there mm-hmm. to then either dox them mm-hmm. or try to get others to harass them, to force those things. I mean, I've I've been targeted by that, so have a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my case, it's, again, I'm relatively privileged because I work for myself, so there's, mm-hmm. you know, Talking to my boss doesn't really do much good. You yes. know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she supports my actions and yeah. wholeheartedly. Yes. Uh, yeah. But, um, but yeah. So I mean, this is, and I'm not out there, you know, going to an event deciding, hey, I, I'm going to beat up people I don't like. Right. That's what they're out there to do. Yeah. That's what they did in Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a hard time with uh, businesses letting these folks go once nope. they get exposed. In fact, that's. I think the appropriate response. Yeah. It was interesting. I was thinking about, and also there was the other person in Charlottesville whose, you know, father disowned him and said there's that whole story about that and had this very unusual, it reminded me of like queer kids getting kicked out of their homes and their parents disowning them or people being fired for being gay. And it's kind of like, like this is what happens to people on a regular basis just for who they are. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's literally... Otherwise, the Illinois now has passed the yeah. uh, has passed the stat. You can guess where I'm going with this, mm-hmm. but in 48 out of the 50 states, it's entirely legal for someone to, if they assault me or kill me, to then claim, "Well, you know, I just learned she was trans. So what was I supposed to do? I was so freaked out. So of course I had to murder her." That's entirely legal. That isn't that it remains a live defense. Jury mm-hmm. might not buy it, mm-hmm. but it's legal. California's banned it, and I believe Illinois has too. And they, just as they've also banned the gay panic defense, mm-hmm. and, and California has as well. But think about that for a minute. You know, as long as that's true, I really don't have any problems with 
these folks getting disowned because they chose a path of becoming violent bigots yeah oh yeah you know to me that's what should happen absolutely (laughs) yeah and because it hasn't happened sooner or because people were too afraid to say anything then you know that's what what happens right yeah i mean this problem is not new nope these folks have been gathering and then of course and sadly you know aided and abetted in no small part by the mainstream media Mm -hmm. you know that kept running stories about dapper white nationalist Richard Spencer. Uh, I mean, yeah. And just making it sound like they were mm. all just, oh, aren't they just interesting and cute? And mm. uh, to me, I don't, I fail to see the connection between Nazis being clean shaven or not. Mm-hmm. They're still Nazis. Yep. Yeah. Th- that ends the discussion mm-hmm. <laughs> at that point in time. Yeah. You know, <sighs> but you know, and so there, and so there's that. I, and it will be interesting, I think, at Chrissy too, because, as you said, it's a new factor in the equation. One, because this is, I think, this is the largest um, planned fash gathering in San Francisco since the regime seized power. Mm-hmm. It's unusual that it being in federal land that you know beyond the issues of carrying the concealed weapon, possible concealed weapons, which is harder to do within the city and county of San Francisco. There's also the question of, okay, how much is, is it going to be National Park Service rangers that are there? Mm-hmm. Is Homeland Security going to get involved? Mm-hmm. How much is the federal government going to take an interest in this? Yeah. And those are kind of unknowable questions right now. I mean, I think what would be helpful, and especially since you seem to have, uh, rarely, but quite welcome a unified voice between the board of supervisors and the mayor's office yeah this is a really terrible no good bad thing yeah yeah <laughs> i know right, which is admirable admirable uh-huh. uh, but i mean one question that i'm wondering that hasn't happened yet mm-hmm. the city is in a great position maybe the only ones that actually have what's called standing to be able to go into court and actually sue the federal government and say Ooh. look we know what happened. Maybe when this was originally issued, you thought you had some grounds to think this wasn't going to be as bad as it was. Uh-huh. We now have seen this. We've now seen Charlottesville. This happening, okay, it's on federal land, but you have to get through the city and county of San Francisco to get there. Yes. So yes. any trouble that occurs as a result of this event is likely, is foreseeable to spill out into the city. Yes. And that's not something that. You know, we need a better security plan beyond just what the organizers are saying, which is volunteer oath keepers. Yeah. In other words, they're going to have fascists providing security for other fascists, not fascists providing security for a safe event for everyone. Mm -hmm. I have a hard time believing that if um, fans of the Insane Clown Posse wanted to have a gathering of the Juggalos in Chrissy Field, that the Park Service would just say... You know what? Great. Mm-hmm. You got volunteer. You got volunteer guys that'll protect everything. No problem. Mm-hmm. They'd require a security plan, yeah. just as they would for any concert, any mm-hmm. event, anything that involves large amounts of people. Mm-hmm. Yet they haven't done that here. If I were the city attorney, that's something I would be looking at and asking a federal judge to say, "Judge, we need an injunction." Mm-hmm. And maybe the parties can come up with a security plan. Maybe they can't. Yeah. But having seen the change in circumstances, we need that plan before this can happen. Yes. Yeah. 
and that uh, brings it to the to insane clown posse. Apparently, they're they're going to be in DC, and they are ready to battle with the Proud Boys, which I think is awesome. I think, hey, and <laughs> no, it's a good thing. I saw this documentary about uh, ICP. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I'm on, you know, yeah, first name basis with them, but uh, um. Um, at the long haul, actually, a number of years ago, and it was a documentary, and it was really interesting just to see how much it's just a community thing for a lot of people. And so it really just kind of changed my perspective on them. Yeah, I, I don't know very much about them, mm-hmm. you know, so it is one of those things. But it, that's like, yeah. but yeah, I mean, essentially, it reminds me thinking back to like one of the first post-November uh, demonstrations that I went to, and I realized, I thought, well, you know, if you'd said a year or two ago that you know, one day, Christina, you're going to be marching down Market Street with, you know, the Revolutionary Communist Party on one side of you and the Nation of Islam on the other. Mm-hmm. I would have said this is no yeah. possible, but, but yeah. there it is. Yep. And that's where I think you know the beauty, of, the beautiful part about having one enemy to focus on is that it makes a lot of these other concerns less present. Yes. Yes. Um, personally, you know, again. I speak for no organization other than me, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I can't commit anyone other than myself, but personally, I'm willing to work with anyone that isn't transphobic, yeah. that isn't misogynistic, mm-hmm. and that is dedicated to the removal of the regime. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm not as concerned about any doctrine, any differences we have in right. between then, other than those two things, excuse me, can be resolved after yeah (laughs) after the victory after the victory party we can talk about that yeah but yeah as of right now you know there is we have someone illegally occupying the white house who Mm -hmm. literally wants to kill all of us yeah so that's kind of the point of that the point of focus or where it should be (laughs) yes yeah definitely Mm -hmm. well let's maybe take a bit of a music break and then we can be back in a little bit great Mm -hmm. so maybe playing a little bit more of jd buell uh, everyone, please stay tuned, and we'll be back in just a little bit. Can hear them ring. Oh, 
the shell, sharp and smooth.
and go through the wall So thank you, baby, thank you Just when I'd run out of faith With one thought here and one thought here You give what you're given You go where you're driven I'm dying for a living And appear as a race One foot here and one foot here You can bear your breast You can do your best Know when you're blessed And the rest is just talk
it's easier for two Head for the door Spend the night Doesn't matter what we do Okay, and welcome back uh, to the Weekly Review with Roman, joined here by Christina Eduardo. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so, yeah, there's a lot that we're talking about. And I thought perhaps we could talk about the the rally recently, one of the many rallies recently. There was one that you had uh, organized. Oh, yeah, that was an interesting experience. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting in all sorts of senses. Um, On Saturday, the Saturday of Charlottesville, uh, good friend of mine had gotten in touch with me and said well i feel like we should be doing something in the bay area yes to talk about this you, you know what's going on yes. and i did a quick search and as of saturday morning there hadn't been anything mm-hmm. so as you know activists know how this happens this is you know <laughs> you know what, what do we do we call up a few of our friends or tag in a few of our friends and yes. check with other folks that we might not have contacts with in this case i reached out to blm for the bay area and mm-hmm. this really if they were planning something i wanted to support that yes obviously yes. And, yes. and that they should be in the position in the leadership position mm-hmm. but I hadn't heard back so i said okay you know what let's just set an event mm-hmm. just so that there is an event yeah <laughs> And so I just said, okay, let's vigil City Hall, 7 p.m. You know, yeah. no permits, no structure, just come. Yes. And that seemed simple, easy, relatively uh-huh. straightforward. And so I promoted that out and, you know, went out to Indie Bay, went mm-hmm. out to uh, It's Through It's Going Down. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then I got a tweet from the Indivisible folks saying, hey, if anything's happening, tell us about it and get on our calendar. And I thought, okay, you yeah. know, we'll just promote it to them as well. Sure. So. Sunday's a busy day. I'm out with my refused fascism comrades for like the six mile march between 24th and Mission all yes. the way through the ca- through Dolores Park, the Castro, yeah. several die-ins, and eventually we get back to Civic Center, and yeah. I've got about an hour and a half to then run over and do my thing. Yes. And I get there, and there's still several hundred people there, which is wonderful and exciting. Uh-huh. But it was kind of strange, because I'm there by myself. I have a couple friends in the crowd, but hadn't seen him any at the begin with, but it was just... I'd go up to people and say, hey, how you doing? I'm Christina yeah. Eduardo. You know, I'm the organizer of this event. We're about to get started soon. I'm really yeah. glad you're here. And I felt like I was getting a little bit of side eye, but it happens. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of an open book. I'm the girl who walks around with a black beret, you know, so it's it's not that, not that, compli- not that complicated. So I went through and I said, look, here, let's talk about, you know, you know about Heather Heyer, but yeah. here's some of the other people that talked about the young black man who was beaten by the white racist assholes with yeah. poles in the parking garage yes deandre and i'm yeah. sorry i've completely forgotten his last name which is unfortunate but that gentleman and then also a friend of mine emily grzynski who was a non-binary data scientist mm-hmm. who was had gotten maced by the nazis friday night mm-hmm. because the cops literally withdrew mm-hmm. and let the nazis just attack anyone they wanted and mm-hmm. They were one of the people who was targeted, mm-hmm. and Emily was 15 feet from where the car plowed into 
the crowd with Heather Heyer. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, we really can't talk about this story unless we also talk about who's responsible and who made this happen. And mm -hmm. that means talking about the ACLU of Virginia. Mm -hmm. Because they chose to represent the organizers mm -hmm. of Unite the Right. Mm -hmm. And they chose to sue the city of Charlottesville, which had originally granted them a permit for Emancipation Park, which is where the mm -hmm. statue of General Lee is. And then, but the week before the event, told the organizers, look, we're revoking your permit for Emancipation Park because we think it's unsafe, mm -hmm. in no small part because many of the attendees were issuing threats to violence to people on the days leading up to this event. Mm -hmm. And instead, you get to have your event at McIntyre Park, which is about a mile away. Yeah. And the ACLU came back and said, no, they're free speech rights. That trumps everything. It's ridiculous to claim that Nazis would you know, run riot and hurt people. Well, unfortunately, they persuaded a federal judge of this, and mm -hmm. he issued the injunction Friday afternoon, and within hours later, you had Nazis in torches outside of a black church. Mm -hmm. You had Nazis with torches outside of a synagogue, and the only reason the, that the police, now we know, wouldn't even protect. And the synagogue had to have their own security to do it. Mm -hmm. All of these things happened. And I think it's fair to say that yeah, if the march had been where it was supposed to be at McIntyre Park, mm -hmm. Heather Heyer would still be alive. The reason she isn't is because when anti-fascist forces had cleared Emancipation Park and were walking out of it, mm -hmm. the area where she was struck is about a block or two away from there. Mm -hmm. And that's what set the stage for the gentleman to drive into the car. And so I mentioned this, and then the crowd gets very strange and they start booing. One person starts yelling, much more than one person. A number of people start screaming that Nazis have free speech rights too, which seems to be- What? Yes. And bear in mind, this is a crowd that's maybe Roman like 99%, almost, you know, 99% cis, 99% white, mm -hmm. tends to skew a little older. Mm -hmm. But very much, this is what they were doing. And then they just wouldn't, I couldn't, they could barely continue. Every yeah. time I would try to say something, they would yell, talk about Heather, you're being too negative. And then at one point, yeah, it's a vigil for someone who was assassinated. <sighs> I'm sorry you're not entertained. Yeah. And as I had said at the beginning, there was going to be an open megaphone yeah. process, but I wanted to get through my thing. And I have sure. to say, you know, and... 25 years of doing activism here and in Southern California, I've never seen a situation where there was this level of disruption. Usually yeah. either you don't like what the speaker's got to say, you keep quiet, or you leave. Right, right. But here they went, took it to the next level, and ultimately I'm in the middle of trying to reestablish the ability to continue speaking without yelling over people. Yeah. And then this white guy comes up from behind me, which kind of throws me into alert status because I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And just addresses the crowds like, we're going to take this vigil somewhere over there and just do it over there without this person. And I said, excuse wow. me? And I said, who the hell are you? Oh, I'm Christine and the person who organized this event. Yeah. And this is exactly what happened ultimately. And after some more, about 15 minutes of more disruption, eventually the entire, the crowd moves over there. And to add icing to the cake, two of the instigators come back and just tried to concert, concern troll me, these two older white women. And 
then asked to borrow my megaphone. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just to make it perfect. So yeah. I'm still, you know, okay, I'm annoyed by this. I'm yeah. hurt by this. But it's not really so much about me except for the fact that, like, I had a group of people come to an event to honor these people who had died. And yeah. instead, they wanted to move it somewhere else so they could sing songs. Uh-huh. And then talking to a veteran active, veteran queer activist on, on the ground that I had met that night who saw it all go down, he says, yeah, the problem is a lot of these folks are with Indivisible. Hmm. And, you know, you criticize the ACLU, they're tight with the ACLU. They can't hear that. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, unfortunately, we're never going to get moved beyond where we need to be unless we start recognizing unpleasant facts. Yeah. I mean, I wish pizza weren't fattening, but as I pat my stomach... It is. Yeah. That's an unpleasant fact, uh-huh. right? Uh, I wish the ACLU weren't defending Nazis and fascists, mm-hmm. but as they've continually shown, mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. And this is something that, the, and unfortunately with Indivisible, it seems to be an ongoing problem. I was at the refused fascism, no, on, no war with North Korea the Wednesday before Charlottesville, uh-huh. and somebody from Indivisible showed up and they said is this the demonstration and the organizer said yeah we're yeah. here and, like, and then she very loudly in front of cameras saying I am not with you I will not stand with you and we were trying to explain to her you don't necessarily need to be part of the group but if you're at our event yeah this is kind of bad etiquette yeah and then ultimately she ended up standing in the line mm-hmm. but in her mind that was a distinction that she was not with the organizers mm-hmm. well then why come right and and some people have seen there's also a video of indivisible people in north carolina literally shouting down a black woman for not as they said with me was not being positive enough <sighs> now look and i want this to come across as like i'm sad because you know people yelled and disrupted and hijacked my event right there's some of that, but that's not the important issue. The important issue is if you've got it's really nuclear bad optics mm-hmm. to have a group of very privileged white cis people mm-hmm. yelling down queers and yelling down people of color. Mm-hmm. Because what that says is you're not much different than the fash. Yeah, and it also makes us think. At least, not, I don't want to speak for all. I can't speak for people of color, obviously, but as a trans woman, I can say. I don't think I can trust people who would do this in the yeah. future. Yeah. Because I suspect that they're a lot closer to making a deal with the fash mm-hmm. than they are working with. They are open to working with me. Yeah. And that's problematic. Very. <laughs> Absolutely. I did read that the California ACLU had come out against, uh, like, not, you know. Nazis with yeah, they'd come out against Nazis with weapons. Yeah, and was that so? There was also like the the ACLU of California did something one day, and then I heard like the National uh, ACLU did something another day, which was like you know people with weapons. Yeah, correct, correct. Are there's so the state chapter is different from the I know the state chapter is different from like the national chapter. I was curious in terms of like their statements, how their statements differed. The statements, I think you are correct. And and I think to step back too, let's also remember that none of this would have happened if people hadn't been pressuring the ACLU and trying to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. Because throughout the entire day, the other thing that the ACLU of Virginia was doing yeah. that was incredibly harmful was tweeting rumors given to them by Fash that the car that eventually hit Heather Heyer, that allegedly someone had thrown a rock at it first as a way to try to justify what happened. And although 
the issue came back, and then people were sending them video of saying, "You're lying. Why yeah. are you doing this?" Yeah. And oh well, sorry, we didn't know. And I said, "But then the damage was done, and you still have Fash now, a couple yeah. days later, trying to say, oh, the other stuff with Heather Heyer, it's all fake news. This is the truth.'" And throughout the day, the ACLU, because I've seen those tweets, the ACLU of Virginia was tweeting photos of persons with color that they said were claimed were armed and anti-fascist demonstrators, uh. that they were tweeting this out to the world. They were essentially putting a, a target on these folks' back, mm -hmm. right? I didn't see any photos of their clients mm -hmm. armed, despite, as the governor of Virginia said, 80% of them had automatic semi-automatic weapons. Yeah. But, yeah, with regard to, and I think after the board member of the ACLU of Virginia resigned, yeah. then I think even the Northern California branch, and I believe they did predate, North and South Cal did predate the ACLU National adopting mm -hmm. the same position, which was we're no longer going to support Nazis with guns. Yeah. But no, and that's a positive step as far as it goes. Yeah. But let's see what they didn't say. Yeah. What they're not saying is we're not going to support Milo. Mm-hmm. They still represent him in D.C. Mm-hmm. The ACLU was against all of us who were trying to stop Milo from in literally inciting violence against trans women. Yeah. And literally undoc literally yes. doxing undocumented people, yes. right? And there yes. was no there's no dispute about this. He admitted he was doing it. UC Berkeley sent out warnings yeah. that this was going to happen. Yeah. So, and they came out, you know, and castigated us for trying to stop Ann Coulter. Mm. And I got into a huge Twitter fight with one of their high muckety mucks over this issue. And mm -hmm. well, you just don't understand the first amendment. I said, no, actually I'm a criminal defense attorney who's litigated the first amendment. Yeah. I can tell you what it means. Yeah. And she don't have a right to a forum. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You know, I'm really not in call. The argument that I'm a subhuman or that anyone else, anyone's a subhuman yeah. is not one that's really subject to debate. Right. This is not farm subsidies. Mm -hmm. This is not, you know, shall we put the part? Shall we put the underground tunnel here in the bay, or shall mm -hmm. we put it somewhere else? Mm -hmm. This is a question of which there can only be one right answer. Yes, which yeah. is that no one is a subhuman. Yeah. So there's no reason to debate these people. Yeah. There's no reason to give their points of view any credence at all or mm -hmm. any respectability whatsoever. Yeah. But. The ACLU is not being directly targeted, so they have the most of their staff is white and cis, mm -hmm. so they don't seem quite to take it quite as personally mm -hmm. as those of us who are right. under the gun. Yeah, and that just seems to be just true with so much else with the people who are paying attention to the rallies that are happening, people making excuses for the for the organizers of it, and just I mean, if you're not directly affected by it, you know, it's or if your friends aren't, then they just it's just I'm finding it to be really tiresome it has yes. been tiresome for such a long time to have to say no we're under attack we have been under attack since before this election even yes. happened and for folks to either gaslight or to not believe us the energy that we have to use to convince people just to even accept what we're saying as truth mm -hmm. is, is energy we could be using to defend ourselves or to find other ways to oh, survive God, yes. right well and it's and it's the whataboutism and i think you know and and this and you see this on the left and it's of the right too mm -hmm. i mean sadly there are some people who are really good at criticizing from the sidelines yeah and yeah to me it's not helpful yeah you know, if, okay we disagree okay you got a plan okay you come up with let's see your plan yes what's your 
not you using you, but yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, someone who's like I got into it with this one individual last week about this, and he's saying, "Well, I was at all three battles of Berkeley, blah blah blah," and I said, "Okay, I was there too." He said, "Well, yeah," and I watched in this, and then he starts opining about what it all meant. I said, "Okay, step back here for a minute. You weren't at there; you watched them happen. Mm-hmm. There's a big difference." Yeah. You weren't on a side. Yeah. You're just observing. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of the equivalent of, like, going to a football game does not mean you're playing football. Yeah, that's a great analogy. You know, you're, you're watching a football game. Yes. And that, you know, okay, not everybody can be Colin Kaepernick, but still, <laughs> it's... If only. If only, uh. if only. But... But but that's but that's the thing. I mean, but you know, if we if you had some, anyone over the age of five who went to a football game and then said, "I played football," mm-hmm. we would be looking at them somewhat askance. Yes. Right. Yeah. Why are we not? That that's kind of the same thing here. Mm-hmm. And I think there is this idea that oh, well, the extreme. And, and I get why. Right. It's a defense mechanism for I think for some people they mm-hmm. want to believe that things are not quite as bad as it is that you really have to pick one side or the other no no i'll be in the center and then i'll be okay because we've always been brought up in america to just you know be right down the middle and both sides might have an idea and fairness is good and all that but let's be honest it was always bullshit yeah it's not like the key questions of our time have never been resolved by that sort of compromise. Yep. If they have, they have not lasted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, look at all of the political pretzling we did to try to avoid the Civil War, to decide, rather to decide without deciding what was going to be done about slavery. Mm-hmm. And all it did was perpetuate the evil. All it did was perpetuate the problem so that when the apocalypse came, it was far worse than it would have been otherwise Mm -hmm. and I feel that every time I see someone say oh you know both sides compromise you're one as bad as the other it's the same thing (sighs) and the advantage is of course I suppose is that because history is accelerating it's not as if it's you know we get to fight off the Missouri compromise and then there's decades before the civil war I mean Mm -hmm. here it's something where this is happening in terms of months Mm mm-hmm and, but yeah, but I agree with you, what you're saying. It, it is, it gets wearying after a while. I, and I get weary whenever somebody yells, oh, you know, I don't like those anti-fascists because, you know, stuff got broken in downtown Berkeley and that was terrible and that was awful. And I said, so you were okay then with a known fascist coming to town to dox undocumented people and incite violence against trans people. Mm-hmm. You're fine with that part. Because you're not undocumented and you're not trans, so mm-hmm. you don't give a shit. Be honest, but that ATM. but a park bench got hurt. Yeah, <laughs> something must be done. I that's the thing. I it, to me, you know, watching all that happened and and people also forget. You know, sometimes what happens is also a function of the environment. Mm-hmm. You know, as we know. UC Berkeley had said, we will not cancel this mm-hmm. unless it's too physically dangerous to happen. Yeah. Well, ultimately, if you say that the only way I will do this is if X happens, you dramatically raise the chance that X will indeed happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, that that's... 
that's predictable that's foreseeable mm-hmm. and the truth of that <laughs> was proved in February mm-hmm. <sighs> <sighs> <Yeah>. <sighs> but you know but I agree with you I mean it is something where I wish I didn't have to we didn't have to deal with the whataboutism mm-hmm. but then again I wish I could bring people to a vigil and them not decide that well, I'm a white person who doesn't like hearing bad things about the ACLU, so clearly my remedy is to disrupt it because I believe in the First Amendment. I'm going to make sure the speaker that can't be heard because mm-hmm. I'm a First Amendment absolutist. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah. And, you know, I'd like to see folks maybe that are prone to that sort of thing really start stepping back a bit and maybe check yeah. your privilege a little bit and saying if you think you really can, this doesn't affect you. Mm-hmm. That you really believe anybody who's listening to this, I think, who really thinks that there are he, they can that they're in this mythical place of neutrality between both sides, rather than you know punching themselves for that. But as I'm going to recommend that they do in a minute. But step back for a minute and think, well, why is that so? What's yeah. it about you? Yeah, that means you get to have this position because mm-hmm. I don't know any people of color are in that position. Mm-hmm. I don't know any trans people are in that position. I mean, there are, sadly, some on the other side. Mm-hmm. There are those quizzlings. And, you know, I, I couldn't begin to speculate of what their thought patterns are, but here's the thing. They pick the side. Yeah. Yeah. They're on the wrong one. <laughs> sure. But they picked one. Right. Well, at, at, at least, you know, and I picked the other. Mm-hmm. And at least then, I don't know, there seems to be a little bit more... I hate to use a word like integrity to describe fascists, but certain, certain is bit more of honesty mm-hmm. in, in that. Yeah. You know? It reminds me a little bit of like the, the log cabin Republicans, first of all. Oh, God, so yes. Them. And then also, maybe we could talk a little bit about Quislings, um, oh. just for folks who might not be familiar yes, with the, that's the actually, term. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, yeah, the term, I mean, what I love about calling people Quislings, it's actually named for a guy. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Vidikin Quisling. Mm-hmm. who was this uh, Norwegian army officer who essentially conspired with Hitler to set up the invasion of Norway and then, because he wanted to be in charge of Norway, this did not go well. I think he was running Norway for a relatively short period of time under German occupation because he was so catastrophically bad at it. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, you know, he's tried for treason and executed at the end of the war. But yeah, it's, and his name literally became a synonym for traitor, for traitors and for treason right after mm. that. And it's true. I mean, I think I have, I've been shocked for years that the log cabin Republicans are still allowed into allowed to rent space at Pride festivals. Mm-hmm. Then again, our Pride festival for the last two years led in the Salvation Army, which is directly uh, denying. Yeah. Do you know how many? I've been doing the show since late 2013. Mm-hmm. There are so many times I've just wanted to like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> throw things. It's, yeah. Yeah. No, and that's exactly it. I mean, and, and with the log cabins, mm. I think, you know, this is no longer an era. Both parties on queer issues, mm-hmm. or maybe the Democrats were slightly better, or there was some argument that there were some people in the Republican Party that might be open to listening to reason. If that were ever true, it has not been true for at least a decade. Mm-hmm. The Republican Party has been captured by by deplorables and fash. Yeah. And specifically by Christian Dominionists. Yeah. Who want all of us dead. Mm-hmm. 
there is no real way to negotiate with that. Yeah. And to me, the only queer people I think that do support Republicans, that they do it just out of, to use some very hard words, sheer cowardice and a desire that they're going to save their own skins. Mm-hmm. This is what I, when I do go up against those trans women who do support Trump, and one of them is going to apparently one of their pet speakers on the 26th. Yes, yes. I said, you know, keep this in mind. They'll kill you too. Mm -hmm. The only reason that you're still around, that your little fash buddies praise you and pat you on the back and stuff, is because you're useful to them. Mm -hmm. If they ever win the war against the rest of us, you have no more usefulness to them. Mm. Right now, you're a useful fool. They can trot you out and say, oh, look, we're not prejudiced at all. Look, here's our, here's our living ventriloquist dummy. Mm. And notice how Richard Spencer's mouth never moves, mm. almost, mm. when they're talking, right? That's the kind of thing. I mean, I can call out trans people for that. I think it's mm. it's a harder place. That's something I'm not comfortable with, with calling out persons of color for that. That's something I think POC activists yeah. are a better place to do that. But, but yeah, I mean, Caitlyn Jenner's a train wreck and has been for long before this. Yeah. But it's kind of like something I remember saying a few months back. And really the place that I think I would encourage that people kind of need to get to is fuck all Republicans. Yes, this includes your Uncle Bob. The fact that this group of people, this group of people has explicitly, the Republican Party this last election cycle had the most explicitly transphobic mm-hmm. platform in their history. They specifically said, we are not in favor of Title IX application to trans kids. We don't want them to have safe bathrooms. They're backing these bathroom bounty bills around the country that would put a price on my head for using the facilities. And now, of course, they're trying to ban trans men trans men and women from serving in the military, mm-hmm. serving openly in the military. Mm-hmm. And I get, you know, yeah, it's a, con- it's a, I said in the column a couple weeks ago, I mean, it's a, it's a, con- it's a complicated question because there is a valid argument, I think, that whether or not trans people should serve. Yeah, should anyone serve. Should anyone serve to do this. But I think we never get to have that conversation unless we can. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's like arguing, you know, should we jump, should we explore Mars? Yeah. Well, can we? Well, no. Well, should we build a colony on Mars? Well, Mm -hmm. can we? No. Yeah. But I think we shouldn't. Well, okay, we can't do it. (laughs) So it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And I was thinking back also just earlier, um, back in the Obama administration, when Genesette Gutierrez interrupted one of his speeches to talk about all the, you know, the folks who are uh, like for immigration, like right. immigration prisons. And she was booed um, by, you know, some of the white gay men in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And it's just imagine. And then now people are so angry at the president talking about deporting people and it's like it's well yeah it's the same well that this is what the trouble is i think a lot of americans are going to have to get over the idea that the thing to avoid more than anything else is being impolite Mm. let's be honest we're okay with being impolite in other contexts as anyone who's driven in san francisco (laughs) for more than five minutes can attest to Mm -hmm. but yeah because genocide 
did the unthinkable. She interrupted the president at the White House. But she interrupted him for a damn good reason. Absolutely. Because this particular president, for all his good points, this president, and I would say the last legitimate president, mm-hmm. because I will never oh, yeah. call El Duce, never gets the title of president for me. The... He was still, his administration, Obama's administration was still locking up trans women in male facilities, which meant we got, which meant my sisters got raped or subject to being raped and assaulted and battered and all sorts of horrible things. And yeah, that's worth interrupting a cocktail party. Yep. And the thing to keep in mind as I have and have to keep reminding a lot of, not a lot, but a number of cis white gay men, Mm -hmm. bear in mind that the only reason there is a queer movement in this country is because trans women, specifically trans women of color, rose and fought off trained killers of the San Francisco Police Department at the Compton Cafeteria uprising mm-hmm. in 1966. Mm-hmm. During this period of time, members of the Mattachine Society were hiding under their beds. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, and, the, and the twocks won, mm-hmm. right? That's why it's possible for me as a trans woman to step outside of the tenderloin and not be beaten up by cops that are paid to protect me. Mm-hmm. It's because of that uprising that changed that. Yes. Same thing at Stonewall. Yes. And there are pictures, because I've seen them at Stonewall, where you had a number of the assimilationist gays writing like, graffiti on the walls around Stonewall saying, please don't riot, you're making us all look bad. And really, who were they afraid of? Mm. It was the trans women of color who were leading that fight. Mm -hmm. And that's always been the issue, right? I mean, because... But we remain here. We're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm very proud to say the tradition continues. And that all three actions I were in, they were... A lot of trans people yes, and non-binary people yes, at the front rank. Were. It was, yeah. <laughs> and 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 they did not run from and they did not run from fash. Mm-hmm. Indeed, the reverse happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I think that there there is something, and I would almost respect the the argument that comes out more of, oh, I just don't believe in violence. If someone were willing to fall out all the way to the end, mm. right. In other words, if someone said to me, you know what, I'm not willing to engage in violence, but here's what I will do. Mm-hmm. I will walk in between. Mm. I will sit there and I will stand and I will not resist as the Nazis beat me down. Mm. I say, you know, that's not my tactic. That's not my path, but mad props. Yeah. I shouldn't say mad, but, you know, full respect. Yes. That, that's amazing. But that's not what they're saying. Right. What they're saying instead is, oh, you know, I don't believe in violence, so I'm just not going to show up. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas direct action doesn't mean violence. Mm-hmm. What it means is standing up to violence. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, and again, you know, there's, I think, good reasons not to show up and weak reasons. Mm-hmm. This falls into the weak, into the weak category, especially yeah. if it's, given these are also a lot of the same people who come back with... You know, oh, you're all the same. You're just as bad as the other, and I don't know what like what you had mentioned during the break. Yeah, 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 yes. You yeah, know, the, of, the I don't centrists kn- or the liberals. Yeah, the liberals who want to say, oh, I don't know what side you're on, or yeah. or God help us, anyone who keeps using you know the fascist own term of the so-called alt left, mm. which mm-hmm. you know doesn't doesn't exist, exist. right? Yeah. Ugh. 
Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot there, and I think also just within the, I mean, within the LGBT community, and using the term community very loosely, I mean, not dealing with white supremacy within the community, and not sure. dealing with misogyny and transphobia within the community itself, right, is also part of the reason that we're here. And oh, I'm very no. curious about the, you know, the closeted or not so closet, you know, the closeted guys who are in the fash, you know. Oh yeah. What's I'm so curious to see. I mean, not maybe curious isn't the the correct word I want to use. It's just like knowing that these are folks who are clearly afraid and clearly unhappy with themselves. Or and they also and they have the privilege to kind of feel to be able to fool themselves that oh what they're saying about gay people doesn't really apply to me. Mm-hmm. Like this, I can go through my life and I I can do circuit parties. I can go to Palm Springs. I can do everything I want to do. Mm-hmm. Nothing. This really matters, right? Yeah. And. Yeah, I think that's unfortunate. I mean, I think that, and you know, there's too much of, I think, of a reason to look at all the folks that, you know, are Milo fans that think Milo is just yeah. so cute and so amazing Ugh. and so awesome. And yeah, and what was the one thing that set, you know, the one thing that made him lose his fash pals is when he actually just talked out of school and, you know, and basically decided to say yeah pedophilia is great mm-hmm. i mean don't get me wrong he should have been slammed for that <laughs> but he should yep. have been slammed for a lot more before right right and it was kind of remarkable to see how many gay men i would get into arguments about this saying, well this is how it happens for all of us i'm like okay you do realize that this is not okay mm-hmm. can, can i i'm not trying to attack your trauma i'm sorry that happened to you but it should not we can't just say this is a great thing that this occurred. Yeah. And I don't, you know, this is something where, no, I, I take this very strange belief that uh, maybe strange in some quarter and strange sarcastically in some quarters that adults should not be involved with children. Mm-hmm. That, that, that seems basic to me. Yes. Yep. It's, you know, it's not just a bad idea. It's a felony. <laughs> right. And yet Milo, there are, sadly those in our community who defend Milo mm. just as they defend Nambla mm. and that's maybe a good a good analogy because ultimately we banned Nambla from, mm-hmm. they're not welcome in pride parades they're not welcome at events they're mm-hmm. they don't they're just out there yeah you know I don't see why we can't do that to those who back a group like the Republican Party mm-hmm. or that back Trump or that back the fash as well, because essentially it's like you're holding two belief systems that are completely identical to each other. Mm-hmm. This is not the same, I think, as you can't be in favor of stripping queers of civil rights and trans people of civil rights and interning Muslims and all these other things. And at the same time say, yes, you get to keep your queer card. Yeah. Well, that's that's not something at that point you know you should you should be the pariah you've made yourself mm-hmm. how to make that happen i'm uh, still trying to figure out yeah i think i think a lot of us are i mean the part of it's just like not wanting to engage but then that's that only leaves things to get worse right and i think you know at some level too and this is something that i think has given me solace does it go through this because yeah i mean i get discouraged i'm human too i get discouraged like anybody else does mm-hmm. i mean 
like we said, you know, what a, what a month this has been, right? Two weeks ago, we thought we were on the verge of a nuclear annihilation. Last yeah. week, we had Nazis. Yeah. God knows what fun things will happen this week, you yeah. know. I, but, you know, one, there are victories, too. Yes. You know, I mean, the fact that even though the uh, counter plans to the March on Google were still coming together and hadn't really been all that publicly announced. Mm-hmm. And indeed, the one that had been, that one group was doing, originally they would do it on a different day. Mm-hmm. Then there was enough outcry post-Charlottesville to do same day, but somewhere else. And I was working with some folks to do something day of, location of. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, the marchers decided, oh, no, we're scared. Something bad might happen. Mm-hmm. So we're canceling everything. But I think it's important for those of us, all of us in active resistance, no matter what that looks like to us, to realize that people are watching and we are inspiring people by what we do. Mm-hmm. I had a, an old and dear friend of mine over the weekend say, you know, hey, I'm doing my first action on Seattle on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, what do I do? Yeah. And I say, okay, well, here's the thing, you know, have your bandana, you know, get your... 50% milk of magnesia, 50% water in the in the sports speed squeeze bottle. Yeah. And she messaged me as we were marching um, back towards Civic Center and said, yeah, I'm just, you know, getting out here. I'm okay, but got hit with both tear gas and pepper spray. I said, you know, are you all right? Can you decontaminate? Yes. I'm like, well, well done. You've been baptized. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, wow, this is somebody who you know, might not have done this except that she saw me do it. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I, what I do like about her is that she ended up, she ended up, I think showing up both bandana and also with a, a t-shirt with a pink, with a pink unicorn on it. And she said, yeah, I figured that, you know, no Nazi would want to admit that, you know, they had gone up against a trans woman in a pink unicorn t-shirt. So mm. they would just, fall down if, if anything happened they would just say oh i fell down the stairs because oh, yeah. nobody would want to admit that you know which I, I thought was clever but yeah i mean this is somebody who stood up even though it wasn't any more natural for her mm-hmm. than it was for me a few months ago mm-hmm. and she did it and just as people inspire me i think i'd like to think maybe i've had that effect on others and those yes. other people and you have too and just everyone listening is what the show does and maybe i think Part of what a dictatorship needs, a dictatorship needs two things to stay in power. One is the consent of the people, mm-hmm. which kind of gets back to where we were talking about be- making America ungovernable. Yeah. And saying, no, we're withdrawing our consent. We're not going to legitimize you. We're not going to keep this, your little machine running. Mm-hmm. But it also requires hopelessness. Mm. Mm. The people have to believe that nothing can change. Yeah. If the people start to believe that something can change, the regime's in trouble. That's why Trump is freaking out so badly about the Confederate statues coming down. Because that is a very obvious sign that things are no longer business as usual, that they can't just contain this in two or three days, which is, I'm, I'm pretty sure when, you know, now Bannon's out, of course, but when Bannon and crew, you know, took over. Yeah. They probably told them, oh, this whole resistance thing will burn out in a couple of weeks and then we can just get on with, you know, the Trumpification of America. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't happened. I mean, there have been, as, as you pointed out, you know, our, our immigrant brothers, sisters and kindred are in a terrible place, despite our best efforts to help them. Our Muslim brothers and sisters and kindred are in real trouble with that ban. Mm-hmm. 
But we have saved the ACA for the moment. <laughs> yeah. And we have stopped, and they haven't managed to get anything else through. Mm. There's been no, the only major legislative package that got through was to tighten sanctions on Russia. I mean, that has some negative parts too, because it also adds additional sanctions on Iran, and Trump's mm-hmm. trying to push them out of the nuclear deal to provoke another conflict. Mm-hmm. But. Now, by and large, for you know, a resistance that's probably the most grassroots group of folks ever. Yeah, yeah. You know, we are literally like as much much like the line from Hamilton. You know, we are they'll be outgunned and out outpersoned. We're still winning the day, and I think that's something mm-hmm. to keep in mind. You know, as I said to, I retweeted something from Occupy Oakland yesterday about the statues coming down yeah. and some deplorable jumped in and, you know, you're all a bunch of losers. I said, yeah, funny thing that it's your statues that are falling, boyo, not ours. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. And, and that's the thing. So, you know, I think to sum up with that is let's, mm-hmm. let's recognize those wins. Let's yes. recognize the fact that we didn't even have to prov- to create an opposition to keep the fash from marching on Google. Mm-hmm. And look at all. Did you, if I ever see a day that could, I doubt seriously six months ago that the mayor and the board of supervisors would be this unified against the fash coming to Chrissy Field. Yes, yeah. And now they are. And that is progress. And it's progress that's been purchased through the efforts of not elected officials right. by people in the, the street. people, yeah. So. Definitely. It is positive. And then think about also what happened in, in Durham with the, the, yes. the one woman who was arrested for that and then folks getting up in line to then turn themselves in. Yes. So it's been like, kind of like the I am Spartacus exactly. effect. Yeah, that was an amazing action. I mean, just the fact that, and I couldn't believe there were lines, I've seen photos of that, there were lines mm-hmm. around the block. Mm-hmm. Of people to say, yeah, I was involved in this too. Yes, arrest me too. Yeah, that's real courage. Mm-hmm. Because you know they're charging her with a felony, and just as with <sighs> you know the woman who took down the Confederate flag, mm-hmm. all these people, you know, the, this oh, yeah. is, and of course you always will get the people who say, oh, what they should have gone through the system without realizing that. North Carolina specifically passed a law to make it almost impossible for these municipalities mm-hmm. to remove these statues. Mm-hmm. Self-help is literally the only solution. Yeah. And, okay, as a lawyer, I can't say, everybody go out and break laws, because that, you know, that looks kind of bad. But at the same time, I recognize that it may oftentimes come down to, a, down to a situation of accepting the intolerable or changing the intolerable. Yeah. In that situation, most of the time, most people are going to vote to change the intolerable. Yes. So. Well said. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So it's about one thirty. We can take a, maybe a bit of a music break and then wrap up in a while, if that sounds good to you. Sounds terrific. Excellent. Great. All right. So um, we're going to be playing a little bit more J.D. Buell. And this album comes from the B-Sides. This was his uh, the last album that he released. Um and thanks everyone for listening. Again, you can call in if you have any uh, questions or numbers, 415-550-0511. So here's another song from J.D. Buell.
laughs at the things that I say and do Everybody smiles when they see me coming But you don't smile, you just start out running Everybody loves a clown, so why don't you? When you are there But you don't laugh You don't look You don't even care So if you wonder why This clown is crying Look a little closer Inside I'm dying Guess I'll be the guy Who plays the part Of a clown With a broken heart over the ocean like a stone like a stone like a stone like a stone And welcome back to the weekly review. That was more from J.D. Buell from the album B-Sides. And you can find more of J.D.'s music at jdbuell.com. And that's J-D-B-U-H-L.com. So we are wrapping up the show here. There's a lot of food for thought here. Oh, lots to think about. And also just running to remind folks that you're not alone, which is an important thing to consider as well. I think that's definitely true, Roman. And you think about it, too. Ours is the honor of the struggle, right? I mean, by joker, I'd like to think that, you know, in in maybe a time not so far distant, I'm going to have two pairs of little eyes looking up at me and saying, well, mommy, what did you do during the revolution? And I'm going to have something to say beyond, I criticized both sides. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I took a side. And I think that's the thing, you know, I mean, to... To quote my favorite philosopher and fellow Canadian, Getty Lee, you know, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Ooh. And Ooh. that's why I think we all make those choices. Yeah. And it's good to be here with you, someone else who chooses freedom and yeah. chooses to defend it. And, and real freedom, not the way that the fast try to pollute that word. Yeah. But anti-fascism and solidarity with our with everyone who's marginalized against those who are doing the oppression. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, I think, we, we could have been born at much, much far less interesting per- periods of history. So we are, <laughs> we, we are privileged, in fact, <laughs> to, be, to be here now doing what we must do. That so, is correct. So that's, yeah. Yeah, and I also wanted to give you the opportunity, because I know you also write uh, um, for the Bay Area. Oh, that's correct, yes. I mean, everything I hear is obviously said in my own capacity, but uh, yeah, I'm also the resist columnist for the Bay Area Reporter. It comes mm-hmm. out uh, every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I'm about to finished up my column that's due this afternoon at 2.45, so oh, we're closing up soon. But uh, yeah, I do that, and then also criminal defense attorney here in town, and my first book came out last year, Lanza's Mob, uh, The Mafia in San Francisco, which Ooh. is the first 
history of La Cosa Nostra, which is focused on its activities in San Francisco. So oh, available at, at Amazon and uh, by special request at fine bookstores everywhere. <laughs> Wonderful. And if folks want to follow you on Twitter? Oh, yes. It's uh, at Christina SF Law. Okay. And uh, yeah, following me on Twitter is the easiest way. The easiest way to do that. Great. And uh, so yeah, so try to try to keep it interesting. And uh, I tend to tweet an equal amount of resistance stuff, law stuff, and Canadian politics. Ooh. So good Great. times. Well, thank you so much for being here. Great. Thank you for having me, Roman. Yes. And uh, yeah. So coming up next will be uh, Global Vow with Women's Magazine, followed by the Common Thread Collective. You are listening to Mutiny Radio, and we have plenty of shows here every day of the week. You can also donate to Mutiny Radio on our webpage at mutinyradio.fm. Also, if you'd like to support the Weekly Review, we have a, a Patreon up. If you go to patreon.com forward slash weekly rev, uh, you can help sponsor the show. We'd greatly appreciate it. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Christina, for being here. And thanks to everyone for going out there and living in this world the best way we can. And to close up the show, we'll just play another track here from J.D. Buell. Have a great day, everyone. Please help me, I'm falling in love with you. Close the door to temptation. Don't let me walk through. Turn away from me, darling. I'm begging
Every day I'm more surprised that I haven't lost my mind. Where I'm gonna really go? Extending my life, I keep on asking you why. Forty-four different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio FM has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs>
an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Want to spend a summer Sunday laughing your cares away? Then come join the fun at San Francisco's Comedy Day. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laps, and it's free. Besides our annual celebration of stand-up, did you know that Comedy Day offers workshops that teach Bay Area students how to use humor to resolve conflict? Comedy Day is so serious about ending bullying, it's banning all comedians from using the following phrases. Knee slapping, side splitting, break a leg, bust a gut, knock them dead. Those words hurt. But Comedy Day feels good. It's fun for the whole family. Did I mention it's free? Hey, comedy fans, don't miss the 37th Annual Comedy Day, the original longest-running free outdoor comedy concert in the world. The funny starts at noon on Sunday, September 17th at Sharon Meadow in Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. One stage, five hours, 40 comedians, a million laughs. It's free! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Well, hey there, San Francisco. 
If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Anything you try has already been done before, and there's nothing really you can do about it. So remember to avoid taking risks and to whisper into feathers together in the dark. It's the right thing to do, and viewers like you. When the circus is in town, it's time for a train ride. The best circus town train rides are the dependable ones that'll depart and arrive on time. The ones that'll take you from clown to trapeze squad to elephant, see? But come on the train with the circus promise. It's intense. Listen to Shaggy's Soul Shakedown Party tonight. All right, folks, as you know, as you know, Shaggy's Soul Shakedown is every Thursday. Every Thursday from 6 to 8 p.m. here on MutinyRadio.fm. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to JohnStraussLaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Are you tired of swimming?